This is the Frontier of Finance, the podcast that covers the hottest new funds and important milestones of marquee funds in Canada. On the Frontier, we go directly to the source, interviewing portfolio managers, executives, and sales leaders at the top asset management firms. Stay on top of the latest innovations, react to market trends, and make better investment decisions for your clients. I'm your host, James Rockwood, and I'm welcoming you to the Frontier of Finance. Today on the Frontier, we're talking about an investment solution for the aging population. Studies show that almost two-thirds of working Canadians do not have an employer-provided pension plan. This begs the question, how will the aging population accumulate retirement income, and will their money last as they live longer? This is a critical discussion to have with clients well before they approach retirement. To help us learn about all things retirement income, we're joined by two experts on the topic from Purpose Investments. Fraser Stark brings over 20 years of global business leadership and today leads the longevity retirement platform at Purpose as president. Before joining Purpose, he most recently served as head of industry at Facebook Canada for retail and e-commerce. Our second guest is Pat Leo, vice president of longevity retirement solutions at Purpose, who brings over 20 years of experience in financial services, pension consulting, client management, and business development. In his role, he focuses on delivering innovative retirement solutions thought leadership, and dedicated service to institutional clients across Canada. Fraser and Pat, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, James. Great to be here. Great to be here. Thanks, James. Let's jump right into it. What is the state of Canadian retirement planning? That's a big question, James, but let me, let me share a couple of, couple of interesting facts with you. Number one, when we look at the Canadian landscape, we've got 1,000 Canadians turning 65 every day. And that's been a trend for a number of years. So in fact, today we've got more Canadian aged 65 and over than we do children under the age of 15. So when you think about that, uh, coupled with the fact that more and more companies are shutting down their defined benefit plans and opening up defined contribution plans, which essentially means you're transferring the risk from the employer to the employee. And finally, you've got Canadians living longer and longer. So when you look at these three trends, what that really amounts to is that you've got retirees in Canada looking for for product innovation in the decumulation investment space. And that is, you know, they're looking for solutions that can provide them secure income and, and increased income as retirees. Are Canadians ready to retire? Are most people prepared for that from a financial perspective? You know, when we look at Canadians today, what they're overwhelmingly telling us is they want income security. And really what that equates to, James, is peace of mind, right? They want to know that they can retire with peace of mind. And and when you look at the landscape, yeah, we've got Canadian, you know, CPP, we've got old age security, but that's not enough. And so unfortunately, there's a lot of Canadians out there that don't have enough savings to retire comfortably in, in Canada. Are you finding that there's more savings required to retire now? You need to be able to have saved for longer or to have more money to retire than before? And, and what's the outlook on how much you're going to need? Maybe somebody's okay now. What's the likelihood they'll be okay in the future as well? I think what we're seeing is a lot of uncertainty today. You know, with everything that's happened over the past couple of years in our economy and society, uh, there's a lot of talk of inflation. And so I think as people live 
longer and longer in retirement. It used to be that it was just a few years, but now many people are measuring their post-work years in decades. The prospect of increasing costs and just cost uncertainty is very high. And that creates a, a much tougher environment to do financial planning in when you just don't know how many years and you need money for and, and how much things are going to cost as, uh, as years turn into decades. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're familiar with financial planning and, and people have seen a lot of those simulations, the Monte Carlo simulations that show based on different market outcomes, you'll have money between you know 100 and 112 or something like that. We've also read an interesting stat on our end that, that retirement planning has been taking a backseat due to more immediate financial priorities among Canadians. And that we, with the Scotiabank survey in 2020, only 23% of Canadians considered saving for retirement as a top priority, which is down 9% from 2017. Is that what you're finding? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you think about the average Canadian you know, you've got an, an average income and now, you know, you've got to try to carve out 18% of that income to save for retirement through your RSPs. Then you want to carve a part of, part of that to put away in your TFSA. Then if you've got children and you want to try to save for their education in the future, you know, you're going to try to put some money away for your RESP. Then, you know, if you live in, 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 the, in the GTA or where housing is very expensive, now that's taking a huge portion of your take-home income. So really the question becomes, how many people can afford to put away money for all these different types of vehicles and still be able to, to, to live life? So, so for sure, it's become increasingly difficult for Canadians to save. So what solutions are seniors considering when they're looking at planning for income in their retirement? Well, James, what most people are using today is simply the financial products that are available to them. Things like income mutual funds, you know, conservatively managed funds that are generating income through dividends and, and capital gains. Canadians love their dividend stocks. And, you know, in some cases, people are using annuities, but with interest rates as low as they are, the return that people get per dollar or, or thousand dollars uh, of assets is actually quite low. It's surprisingly low for people. And you're locked in for life and, and people really don't like that aspect. So, you know, I, I think what, what people are looking for really is, is ways to turn an asset into an income stream, right? Because the mutual fund approach, you're drawing down your assets, but you still don't know when you're drawing it down to. So it's, it's a really challenging problem to solve with, with products that were really designed to help people accumulate for retirement, not decumulate in retirement. And I think that actually is a great transition into talking a bit about the Longevity Pension Fund with Purpose that you launched in uh, June of, of 2021. So really, really new. Can you talk about the goal of this product? Razor articulated this really well. And, and so the goal of the Longevity Pension Fund essentially is what he just described, which is to provide secure income and steadily increasing income for, for Canadian retirees over time. Right? They, they want that peace of mind knowing that they can take a piece of their assets and convert it into income for life and essentially live in retirement with, with peace of mind. That, that's the ultimate goal of, of the longevity uh, pension fund. And, and we're excited to, to be able to be the first ones in Canada and as far as we know in the world to, to develop this type of solution and to share it with, with, uh, with Canadians. So then how does that 
fund work and how does it differ from the traditional approach? Yeah, as as Pat said, it's a mutual fund that has longevity risk pooling built into its structure. And we've done that through the redemption structure. So people who either pass away or voluntarily want to leave the fund for any reason, they need their, their money back, they can access the lesser of the current NAV of the fund or their unpaid capital. And in most cases, it will be the unpaid capital, which is the initial amount they invested in the fund, less the distributions they've received monthly up to that point. What that means is that um, while someone's made whole then for the investment that they made, they're leaving in the returns when they pass away or, or request their money back. And those returns that they're leaving in, we call them mortality credits or longevity credits, and they effectively allow the remaining members of the fund, the remaining investors, to grow their assets and to have that assurance of income as long as they live. Some people in each cohort of this fund will live well past 100. You know, the oldest Canadian lived to be 116 and a half. And I think that's unlikely for any of us, but it's possible for anyone. And so as that group of people get smaller and smaller, these mortality credits continue to roll forward to them, ensuring that they have income for life. That's a really interesting structure and definitely something I haven't encountered before. Let me just get this straight so that maybe we could walk through a case. So if I had 100000 that we were placing into the longevity pension fund, essentially at any time I'm able to pull out the lesser of the, the NAVs so or the performance or my $100,000 less any income I've taken. So if I'm taking $1,000 in year one, then I have 99000 I can pull out at any time or the lower of their performance. So you're really saying that anybody who's riding that wave, anybody who's staying in for the longer term is going to continue to benefit. And you're not draining the fund because anybody who leaves with a gain for whatever reason they need to, um, that gain remains in the fund and can then be part of the pool for other people to access. That's exactly right. And so the fund is paying today to retirees uh, 65 to 67 years old. There's a different yield for each age cohort. But for people 65 to 67, it's paying $6,150 per 100000 So after three years of being in the fund, you'd have received around $18,000, a little bit more. And so if you said, I actually need this money back, something's changed in my life dramatic, you could get back the $82,000, that unpaid capital, except in the, in the unlikely case that the fund has, you know, if markets have corrected and the fund has, has reduced its NAV to below that. It's, it's unlikely in most cases. It's most likely to happen in just the first few months someone's invested. Likewise, if they pass away, imagine they've been in the fund for, for five years. They've received you know, around $30,000, perhaps $32,000, $33,000. Um, they pass away. Their estate would get the, the difference, the sixty-seven dollars or $68,000. And that's a big improvement on the structure of annuities. And one thing we really wanted to bring to market was something that didn't make people feel they were signing a, a locked-in commitment. But what it's doing is it's, it's meaning that those people in both those examples I just gave, they're, they're ultimately getting $100,000 back for their $100,000. And so the IRR to that investor is 0%. Obviously, that's not a great investment. Where this fund is really designed to shine is if someone lives to be 90, 95, they might have received 200000 or $250,000 back 
on that $100,000 investment. And so the return to that person is, is quite high. It's actually well above the, the level of market return that we're expecting. So this fund is redistributing market returns and, and, and skewing the uh, IRR earned on the fund towards the people who live the longest. So a great way to think of this product is it's like an insurance policy against the financial risk that we live a very long time. And so then given that, would you want to pair this with different pension plans? Would you want to have this as 100% of the pension plan? Like how would I consider this as a vehicle for retirement? Yeah, in, in most cases, an investor is going to want to use this for a portion of their assets, right? There's, there's perhaps some people who have so much money they can live off the gains and they don't need to insure against their longevity. There's some people with not enough assets to really do too much, and that's a tough situation. But for the vast majority of Canadians, they're somewhere in the middle. And so, you know, the, the key thing to remember about this is it's a decumulation product. It's helping people spend away an asset, not just the returns generated on the asset, but spend away the actual capital through this structure of income for life. And so what most people are going to want to do is compartmentalize their income needs and think about, you know, the absolute core needs that they have and align those to Canada Pension Plan and old age security. They're going to want to think about what other non-discretionary spending do they have in their life, their rent or housing costs, their transportation costs, their their food and entertainment, those kinds of things that are, are really important to a fulfilling retirement. And, you know, longevity is a, a great product for generating that income. Now, for the balance of someone's portfolio, and importantly, for the portion of their portfolio that they want to leave to the next generation or to important charitable causes, they're going to want to keep that outside of longevity. Because whatever goes into longevity is in most cases going to be decumulated and not left for the next generation, but that's okay. So if someone puts 20 or 30 or 40% into this, that would leave the balance of 60 or 70 or, or 80% for their estate. And so that's where investors and, and planners and advisors are working to optimize how much of my portfolio do I want to turn into a non-discretionary income stream and how much do I want to leave, you know, to invest, you know, perhaps more, more, more aggressively and ensure that it's available to leave to the next generation. When an advisor's thinking about how to use this fund and who to target are you going after people who have a nice pension plan from their employer are you looking for people who don't have any pension plan can you talk a bit about from a targeting perspective or some of the questions you might want to ask to uncover somebody's financial situation or to be able to see an opportunity for longevity that's a great question and i think when you're thinking about an advisor, a lot of that is around the KYC, right? Knowing your client. So for instance, if, you know, if a client's sitting down and saying, look, I've got CPP, I've got old age, maybe I've got a small DB plan. And based on budgeting here, you know, I'm going to need about another $12,000 a year to meet my non-discretionary expenses. Well, then if, you know, if we build on Fraser's example, and, and let's say that the client's got a, an $800,000 portfolio, well, then you could take $200,000 of that invested into the longevity pension fund. That's essentially going to get you about $1,000 a month. So that $12,000 gap is going to be filled. And now they've got 
CPP, old age, their DB plan, and now the longevity pension fund to cover all of their non-discretionary expenses. And now they've got, you know, $600,000 left of their, of, of their portfolio that they can use to invest and, and also, you know, chip away at for some discretionary expenses that they might have uh, in the future. So, you know, th- that's, a, that's a simplistic sort of way of looking at it, but that's essentially how we would see, see it fitting into a client's portfolio. And I think from that, how can advisors use this fund to grow their business? You know, what an advisor is really looking to do is, is provide the best solutions to the toughest challenges that their clients have, the toughest financial challenges. And so, you know, if you think about it relative to the other products that are available that offer longevity risk pooling today, which is primarily lifetime annuities, that's a tough product for advisors to use because it takes the assets off book. Whereas when an advisor puts some of their clients' assets into the longevity pension fund, it's staying within their book of business. They're still earning fees on that and they're still controlling and managing the full client relationship. So it's, it's tremendously valuable to advisors that they now have a product available to them that keeps the assets on book in that way. And then finally, I think, you know, where advisors are able to to offer this, it's going to make them attractive to new clients as well, not only retaining their current clients, but but attracting new clients. And importantly, it's at the point in those people's lives in the the five years, you know, five to 10 years before or after retirement when their net worth is, is at its peak. And so what a great tool to help an advisor build their business with even just a few new clients who came in because that advisor is is familiar with and adept at using the longevity pension fund? Um, you know these are these are people at at uh, peak net worth, and so it's a great time to pick them up as clients. That makes a lot of sense, and I think to your point, Fraser, having the discussion around what's important in retirement is huge, and having discussion beyond just pure investment management, we're huge advocates of. I think that's going to help build a lot of trust. It's a relatively straightforward concept that I think a lot of people are going to be able to understand and and grasp quite quickly. And then understanding how it's also going to engage with or complement their current products that they're leveraging for retirement anyway is going to help somebody really easily bring up that discussion, have it make a lot of sense for people. A final question on this would be, what other aspects of wealth should advisors be looking at when having conversations around decumulation and around retirement? You know, there's, there's a tremendous amount here. And, and I think what's on an advisor's plate with their clients is, is a, a broad set, you know, ranging from estate planning and considerations around how to leave those bequests, how to support the next generation and, and charitable causes. Um, there's tremendous tax considerations and tax planning associated both with the estate as, as well as just, you know, everything to do with rifts and lifts and, and all the various structures in place, other pensions. It, it's it's a, a complex time. But what we're really looking for here, James, is for advisors to consider this one of the tools in their toolkit to come up with the best overall plan for their clients, that holistic wealth management you spoke of. And by having access to a product like this that eliminates longevity risk while managing but not eliminating market risk, right? This this product deliberately stays invested conservatively in the markets, equities, fixed income, alternatives, um, but in a a very low volatility way, 
it, it, it provides a tool that's different than anything else out there, right? There's, there's balance funds that provide that market return and, and accept the market risk. There's annuities that correct for uh, longevity risk, but they also eliminate market risk by, by essentially guaranteeing that rate. But unfortunately, that's a trade-off that means the return on those annuities, the, the income generated per dollar of asset is, is very low. By adding this to an advisor's portfolio, they're able to, to find a, a slightly better outcome for many of their client situations. And we don't think that this replaces the need for other products, but it complements those other products. You know, we talked about know your client earlier, but know your product as well. And it's it's vitally important to us that the people who, the clients ultimately that buy into the longevity pension fund, they understand those trade-offs. They understand that it's not a guaranteed rate, that it's designed to rise, but that it can go up or down. It's an investment product. They need to know that while there is a more generous redemption option than annuities offer, they they won't be receiving the NAV of the fund, you know, especially after 15 or so years of receiving the distributions, you'll have received more than your initial investment. And so the redemption value will, will go to zero. That's the inherent nature of longevity risk pooling. That's why the product works. So we want to make sure that advisors, as they're looking over their clients, um, you know, entire needs and entire assets that they're using this appropriately. And, and we're here to work with them to make sure that happens in every case. That's a really important point, especially at the end there, where I think retirement is, in many ways, from a, a from a planning perspective, from a financial advice perspective, very complex. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, there's more uncertainty than there has been, and so it's a complicated and a area to be really diligent and an area to be really thoughtful when planning and providing clients with the information so they really understand all of their options. I think that's going to help build the most comfortable clients, the ones who know you're looking out for their best interest, the ones who feel the calmest, the more you can spend time with them to really get them to understand the plan, not getting lost in the weeds, but not leaving out important details so that they understand what what's coming up. Because as you mentioned, it's the whole idea of a fixed set of assets an uncertain timeline when you can use them and when you're going to need them. And then how are we going to get there with the highest level of comfort? So this is an awesome product on our podcast. We're looking to cover the latest and greatest new funds that are coming out. This is an awesome one. It's challenging the structure. It's challenging a lot of products out there. It's really, really interesting. And so kudos for launching it. Great to see that level of innovation and in, in products coming out. For customers, obviously, retirement's on a ton of people's minds with the aging population in Canada. And so really grateful for your time today and for being able to talk about this product. Yeah, thanks, James. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, James. It was great. Thank you. A conversation about retirement planning can go a long way for a client, in particular when brought up early on. Even Canadians in their 20s entering their first full-time jobs will benefit from understanding the mechanics of retirement planning. On the surface, it seems simple. Work, save, retire. But it's become more complex when factoring in inflation, longer life expectancy, and an increasing number of companies moving to defined contribution plans or having no plan at all. 
So bring it up with your client. Educate them about their options and help them get an accurate sense of their holistic wealth plan. Thank you for tuning into this episode. And thanks again to Fraser and Pat from Purpose Investments for joining us. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, drop us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time on The Frontier.